Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with my friend George Kurtz. George, how's it going? It's going, right? That's what, that's what life does. Life goes on here. Yesterday was uh, an interesting day. Not good for the Yankees. Uh, good, mm. for my, uh, good for my wallet. That, that mm. came out well. So uh, it's going. Another weekend. Closer to football. Yeah, I remember you saying yesterday on our show, and I'm sure you did on Weekend Wagers, which you do uh, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays with uh, Camp Stewart following this show, that you didn't expect the Yankees to have such a good day. Uh, you weren't looking for CeCe to, uh, to CeCe Sabathia to have a, a good day, and unfortunately the Yankees gave up uh, nine runs, lost nine to five. Just like the, you know, kind of like the theme song that when we come into the show, right? <laughs> Yeah, except the Yankees right now, starting rotation isn't working very hard. Uh, mm. not, certainly not working very long. Uh, yeah. the, that was the best outing they had in a week, and CeCe only went four and a third. And right. gave up five runs, and what it is. Uh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to have problems over a long season, but as I think I've been preaching through most of the season on various mm-hmm. platforms. This Yankee team is built to win the regular season. It's not built to win the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's why I've never had the Yankees as a favorite to win the World Series because I don't think they can beat Houston in a seven-game series. Not going up against Cole and Verlander. And you think about it, who are you throwing if you're the Yankees? Who are you throwing game one? Does it matter? I mean, they're all eh, CeCe, right. Hap, Tanaka. Uh, they apparently, uh, Domingo I'm Germán's thinking on it's so he won't yeah. even be there. You, yeah, you, I mean, you don't think he's going to be available to pitch in the playoffs? I'm just telling you what the Yankees said, that he's on an innings limit. That would seem to be no. Wow. Maybe they'll another, shut him down in September. Or maybe he'll be a bullpen guy in the playoffs and not a yeah. starter. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing is about Severino, and he's going to he'll be throwing over a mound in about a, month, uh, about a week. Uh-huh. Right? Which means, but he's not expected to return to the team until September, but they say out of the bullpen. So you're talking in a month that he can't build up strength to be a starter again? That doesn't make any sense. That's all you get in, uh, in spring training, a little over mm-hmm. a month. So that's weird to me because the Yankees' best chance would seem to be Severino back as a starter and back to being right. Severino of old. I understand that's a lot of ifs. I get that. And then whatever starter they pick up by Wednesday, which I do expect them to pick one up, hopefully it's a uh, for the Yankees it's a top-notch starter. Mm-hmm. And that's their chance, Severino and that starter going against Verlander and Cole. They won't equal Verlander and Cole, but at least keep them in the game. And let's see if those bats can do something. Because right now, there's no way anybody on this current staff as currently constructed matches up against Verlander and Cole. Hell, if they play mm-hmm. Cleveland in a round. Right now, Cleveland's only a game behind Minnesota. Nobody on this staff matches up against Clevenger. Kluber and Carrasco should be back by then. Hell, even Shane Bieber. Now, we don't know if he'll still be there. Mm-hmm. So the, the Yankees, uh, like I said, I'm not worried about the regular season. I think they'll, they'll, they'll still win the division. too big a lead. But the, uh, the playoffs are going to be a huge problem for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we talked about this yesterday with Cashman saying he's uh, talking to every team except the Red Sox in terms of trades. And uh, you know, just basically saying that, hey, if we can't make a move, uh, you know, who knows? Jordan Montgomery, uh, the aforementioned uh, Severino, which kind of like, you know, we were hoping for the, uh, you know, the silver lining in this whole mess of his, his season that maybe if he could come back. Uh, you know, for September, like you just kind of intimated, that maybe he would just, you know, be able to, you know, pitch lights out at le- or at least, you know, give us uh, innings, you know, because he'd be fresh. But I don't know. And the, and uh, I, I was listening to your show yesterday. You even mentioned the uh, possibility of uh, their big prospect, 
Devi Garcia, who everybody seems to want the Yankees to throw into a trade of him being, uh, you know, you know, part of uh, the not I wouldn't say the rotation, but the, the pitching staff are contributing in September because I'm looking at his uh, innings pitched, and he's got like seventy six point two. Last season through 74. So, you know, it's questionable to see how much he could actually contribute. But uh, that was a good call on your part just to mention him in, in, in general. Like I said, they throw him with a triple A, which means, mm-hmm. let you know, they, they're moving him along the system. Now, he is young. Uh, what's about mm-hmm. Debbie Garcia, buddy? He's 20 years old. Uh, so it'd be intriguing to see if the Yankees would do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they would put up now, he's uh, he has thrown 82 innings already this year. Oh, okay, so it's uh, mm, the Yankees. How are they big believers in that 40 inning limit, which put him at the 110, which means he wouldn't pitch for the Yankees. You know, he'd be uh, pretty much up to that or over it by September. Or do they believe you know 150 innings max? You know, in which case he could. Mm-hmm. So it depends what the Yankees believe. Also, you're you're we're assuming he, Garcia, and I'm assuming is still with the team. Right. Well, suppose you know, he- maybe. If you if you kind of read between the lines, it sounds like he's untouchable. But you know, I guess it depends. If if you think you could uh, get a piece to the puzzle to help win a World Series this year, you know, who knows? Well, the Yankees. Yeah, you know, listen. One thing the Yankees always do is they build up their prospects. They make them sound like gods. So yeah, everyone's touchable. I think Garcia is tougher to get than the other guys because Garcia could be a part of their rotation as soon as next year. Mm-hmm. So, certainly in the middle of next year, you would think that uh, as far as his progression is going, you know, that he could be there. So um, we'll see if he's untouchable. I don't think he's going to get moved. I don't. But mm-hmm. uh, nothing will surprise me with the Yankees. One thing about the Yankees as far as acquiring one of these big name trades, they have a decent farm system, but a lot of the top prospects are low on the lower end. And single A, which means they're, you know, two, three, four years away. And most teams want players closer to the major league level. You know, so that's the problem for the Yankees. They get, uh, you know, they wanted to get a Bauer. Is that you know, they don't have the guys that are ready made right now outside of a Clint Frazier or a Garcia. After that, mm-hmm. like I said, you talk about guys who are two, three years, four years away. So uh, Garcia's going to be more attractive to anybody else. Uh, but what will the Yankees do there? You know, will, will it force their hand? The Yankees, I mean, Cashman can put on the greatest poker face ever, and he has, right? Oh, we're okay, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Everybody knows the Yankees. The Yankees probably need two starters. They're not going to get two, uh, at least not two good ones. Uh, but that being said, they have to get one. Everybody knows it. So the price mm-hmm. is extremely mm-hmm. high. And sure. where it looked like four to six weeks ago, it was going to be a buyer's market because it, it was going to be flooded with our starters. So many teams now are on the, okay, we're in it. We don't, we're not going to sell now. San Fran might not be selling Bumgarner now because they're in it. Arizona's mm-hmm. uh, apparently now they are sellers. So Ray is out there. Where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two weeks ago he wasn't. The Mets can't make up their freaking mind what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter because the Mets will never trade with the Yankees anyway. Correct. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny how things are working out here, but the price is going to be high for the Yankees. And in the end, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all, by the way, if Cashman doesn't pay it. Just doesn't pay it. He may He's pretty frugal. Like, well, I don't know if it's frugal. I think it's smart when he realizes that one starter doesn't really change all that much here. If the Yankees add Stroman, do you automatically think, oh, no, we're, we're fine with Houston now? No, they're mm. not. You know, they're still behind Houston. He may not feel the price is worth it to give up what will help the Yankees long term here. Because mm-hmm. the Yankees want to stay under that salary cap. You know, I, I truly believe the Yankees will sign Garrett Cole in the offseason. That's going to cost a mint. Mm-hmm. And you know, all their young players, Judge, Torres, Sanchez, they're only getting more expensive. Didi Gregorius is a free agent after the season. They want to bring him back. I mean, uh, where's this money coming from? So they may want, may not want to. Uh, they may want to keep their young players to keep that salary down, keep the Garcias down, who they have control over for six years, if he can be a rotation member for them. So that's that. That plays a part in this as well. What do you think? It, it just dawned on me. And when I said frugal, I meant maybe it wasn't the right adjective to use. But you know, Cashman's kind of like a, and, and I'm kind of like saying what you said but in another way kind of like measured in his approach you know you know back in the day when you know Steinbrenner made these rash moves you know Cashman is a guy who you know takes his time you know takes a step back and really you know takes a look at the situation and uh, he manages the Yankees as if he's managing his own checkbook you know I mean he doesn't make rash decisions doesn't just give out money you know just for the heck of it the, I guess the only time I can think of it is when uh, they re-signed the A-Rod to their long contract right I mean but uh, for the most part he's been pretty measured but uh, and this this question just came to me when you mentioned his name do you think that Sanchez is a career Yankee I mean because when you look at Sanchez I mean 
he was white hot at one point this season, then cooled off. And yeah, his uh, defense has improved, but in my opinion, uh, he's a long-term DH, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, a first baseman if he can learn to play first base. Do you think just, and this just come, I know this question's coming out of nowhere. Do you think he's a, a career Yankee? Well, first off, Cashman had nothing to do with the A-Rod uh, option when he signed him. That was all Hank Steinbrenner. That's what got Hank Steinbrenner pretty much eliminated from the Yankee hierarchy <laughs> when, Hal, when Hal took over because Hank did that. Cashman had said uh, uh, he, if, if A-Rod drops out, he's not uh, coming back. Mm-hmm. And then Hank got involved. So uh, that's not on Cashman at all. Sorry, uh, so, Cashman. I, all right. Yeah, I, that, I that was all on Hank. And that's it. That is what got Hank pretty much ostracized from the Yankees when he got involved in that. So uh, <laughs> as far as Sanchez, do I think he's a long-term Yankee? Uh, probably. I yeah. mean, uh, a lot of Meaning you wouldn't put him in a trade, right? I mean, obviously not this year. But down the road, if you could get, let's say, a, you know, a, a top-notch starter somewhere down the line. Do you, do you think the Yankees would think about moving him? Well, who's going to catch for you? Now you want Romine as your long-term catcher. You know, catching is very tough to find in baseball. You know, the Yankees with Sanchez and Romine, they're fine. There's not, they're, you know, most teams would kill to have that. Yes, yeah, Sanchez could be a problem from time to time. He does seem to lose focus. Mm-hmm. I think he gets caught up uh, with Judge, Stanton, Voight, noise that he wants to hit the ball 900 miles, and that's mm-hmm. why he doesn't go to right field enough. I think he's uh, still immature that way. He has to learn, you know, hitting, hitting 316-foot home runs to the short porch in right field in Yankee Stadium counts just the same as 450-foot monsters to left. And he's got to learn to use that. You know, Judge, I think, is actually the opposite problem. Judge actually likes hitting the ball to right field too much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pull the ball enough. But, uh... I think you see Sanchez gets in that, that rut where he's trying to pull everything, which is when you see his average really drop. You know, catching, it's a catching stuff, but uh, do I see him long term? Eh, we'll see what his contract demands are when he becomes a free agent. You know, he'll go through the arbitration process, he'll get paid there. His def- uh, defense has definitely improved this year. It's, not, it's far from perfect, but it's improved where he's at least average. We know yep. he has a gun for an arm, which is nice. Yes. Uh, and, and hitting wise, you know, my guess is overall he's going to be about a 240 hitter. He's going to hit about 35 bombs a year if he were to stay healthy, and you'll take that. You know, today's game, you're going to take that. He's a threat up there. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, if he, and if he ever learns, like I said, control the strike, so don't be afraid to go to right field, he'll raise that average even further. He'll probably hit more home runs, too. Lord knows, in Yankee Stadium, especially with the ball the way it is nowadays, the ball flies out of here. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be with the Yankees for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. Personally, I, you know, down the road, if, if I had an opportunity to move him, like when he's at his peak, because we've seen him, you know, perform – very, very poorly. We've seen him perform uh, at a very high level. Uh, and uh, I just think that, man, if you could get something for him, if you could trade, and it's not going to happen this year, but, uh, you know, if you, if you could trade him for uh, uh, almost like an ace, let's say a, a Trevor Bauer for a Gary Sanchez, I think I, I would do it. But, uh, you know, that's that's just, you know, that's just me. But uh, so you mentioned the Yankees having uh, trouble. Uh Here's an interesting stat, which I saw on the MLB Network this morning. Since uh, the 2018 season, Yankee starting pitchers, 4-11, 7.81 ERA, 3.08 batting average against, 26 home runs allowed at Fenway Park. That's since the 2018 season. So keep that. What about uh, Talkman? This guy has been really hot. Do you think that uh, the Yankees could move him uh, based on, you know, I mean, they're not going to get a, a, a you know, bonafide <laughs> You know, uh, ace type guy like a, a Trevor Bauer, but uh, do you th- what do you think his trade value is now? Uh, he's you know batting uh, what is he batting four fifty five over his last fourteen games. Well, we're talking like fans now, all right? Yeah. Oh, this guy's played well for two weeks. Let's trade him for Bauer. I'm just. I mean, no, I'm no, sort of I didn't thing. say that. that. Don't say that. Happen. Said I didn't say that. But, but it's part of a Mankata and what he's going to bring. I mean, Mankata's a throw in. Uh, I'm not kind of a throw in. That's all he is. He's a throw well, in. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you're not, you're not talking about Topman as far as a trade. Uh, you know, be all, you know, we get Bauer for uh, Frazier and this. Uh, how about we give you Topman too? That's the sort of thing. Yeah, you know, Top is not going to be the headline of any deal here. Uh, he's had a I nice agree little with run that, here in July. Like you said, so it's part it, of a package. But everybody's part of a package. You can talk about the whole 40 man roster and go on. Everybody can be part of a package, but he's not going to. No one's calling about Topman. Mm-hmm. You know, not as far as anything big here. Uh, so, I mean, he could be a nice throw in here. It depends on what you believe. He certainly looked better in July than he did early on oh, in the yeah. season with the Yankees. Uh, you can make an argument he's better than Gardner, and I'll make that argument any day of the week. Yeah, but, you're not uh, a big Gardner guy these days. He's batting 230. What, what, what's to be big about Gardner? Does it run? I mean, he, he offers you very little. 
Other than apparently he's a great clubhouse president. He's making ten million a year. I thought that was a ridiculous every signing for the Yankees for a team that's worried about their cap issues. Uh, once again, you have players who can do do a job there. Uh, but that's he's on, clutch. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's clutch. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, exit. Uh, the Yankees. They're going to build around. They're gonna, they want to trade Clint Frazier. That's f- extremely obvious. The way they've treated mm-hmm. Frazier ever since he got sent back down. They refuse to call him back up, no matter what happens. Uh, I think Frazier is uh, worn out as welcome here with his attitude. Uh, and listen, I said it yesterday on, the, on this show, Warwick Cam. You know, I understand why he was upset when he got sent down. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't deserve it. It was a numbers game. It had nothing to do with him. It was a numbers game. And the Yankees, if I was the cashman, I would have done the same exact thing. I would have sent them down, too, because this way you weren't going to lose anybody. If you didn't send them down, you sent down maybe, and you're going to lose him. You sent down one of the other guys, you're going to lose them. So you had to send Frazier down. That's the way it was. But not reporting for 72 hours, even though it's allowed them to the CBA, was a bad look. He said several other little things. And now they haven't called him up since. So uh, he's like he's played out his welcome here. I think he's going to get dealt. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the Yankees want to build around him. The problem is the way the Yankees treated Frazier, everybody knows they want to deal him. Right. And that's why they think they can get more than just Frazier and a big deal here. The Yankees sort of uh, Yankees hurt themselves with how they acted during this. All right. Brett Gardner, 243, 15 home runs, 8 stolen bases. It's the intangibles, George. We'll be back. Move over to Fantasy Football. Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, George Kurtz. Blondie bringing us back. Do you have a favorite? Do you like Blondie? Do you have a favorite Blondie song? I do like Blondie. Uh, mm-hmm. I like a lot of her songs here, and it's funny. One of her uh, songs, Maria. My wife's name is Maria, so that's... Uh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. That, and that was a, a later. That's a, you know, one of the, I don't know, maybe five years old. You want to call right, it, yeah. right. And it was a good one. Yeah. yeah it's a very good song. Yeah. Uh, Maria, you've got to see her and all that. Yeah, it's good. Too. But mm-hmm. I like Blondie a lot. Yeah, she's got a... It's a different kind of music. I mean, you have to really like that kind. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I, like, I like a bunch of her songs. I got her best yeah, yeah. CD. Yeah. Yeah, call me was really good, you know, because it combined you know, some too. some hard rock and uh, guitar licks in there, which I liked, and uh, even Rapture. Remember Rapture? Rapture's <laughs> a really good. I mean, it's we- yeah. actually, it's one of those weird songs. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a good tune. I mean, I, I like it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so we uh, first segment got off to uh, nice start talking a little uh, Yankee baseball, uh, also a little uh, trade deadline kind of talk and. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, when it comes to Brett Gardner, we could agree to disagree. I don't think he's great. I mean, he's not the player that he was uh, a while back. But Lord knows Aaron runs. Boone agrees with you. Loves ah, to play the guy. Yeah, yeah. 15 home runs, 8 stolen bases. And then, uh, you know, the 243 batting average you, you, you take make, it. You and, and it's the intangible. Like it's such a big thing. Well, today it he's is. He's got 8 stolen bases <laughs> for a guy who should be stealing 30-plus. That's his job, mm-hmm. and he won't run. Mm-hmm. Gardner's been one of the – it's funny. For a guy who has speed, he's been one of the worst base runners I've ever seen. He won't run. <laughs> and I, I and I, by the way, that may not be him. That may I, be I was going to mention thing, that. Yeah, where he may he may be. be told not to run, but I doubt it. Right. You know, the Yankees uh, don't seem to have that rule, but he's a guy who seems uh, and he's been criticized this by the past that he seems to need to read a pitcher for a long time before he wants to run. And what I mean, he's like six, seven, eight pitches before mm-hmm. he uh, he wants to run. But it, like I said, it could also be that when he's on base. Uh, he doesn't want to get – he's not the greatest base runner. He doesn't want to get thrown out and take the bat out of judges' hands or Stanton's right, right. hands. Right, right. These other guys, you know, you're giving up the two or three run home run. And Lord knows stolen base in baseball is not important anymore. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's the money ball era. Where, you know, once again, 27 ounce, you don't want to give up one of them. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm not a huge Brett Gardner fan, but I just like – 
the intangibles you know, just you know, that he brings to the field. You know, you're one of the last two Yankees. I think him and CeCe are the remaining uh, guys on the team from the last world championship in 2009. So, uh, you know. Whatever. So uh, well, let's switch gears a little bit, talk a little uh, fantasy uh, football. So, you know, this whole uh, A.J. Green thing uh, yesterday, uh, he uh, caught it off the field. Uh, thank goodness <laughs> that right now it's uh, showing up as a, a low ankle sprain. So, uh, you know, it should be uh, ready in time for the start of the season. But this is just a, a great example of why – in my opinion, it's so important to have your fantasy football drafts as close to the start of the season as possible. Now, you know, uh, AJ Green uh, coming off a, a toe injury, had toe surgery in the off season, so uh, there was, you know, I believe he's uh, the fourteenth wide receiver coming off the board according to uh, NFFC ADP. But uh, you know, there, there was a for a little while there was a kind of a big story in fantasy that he had been carted off the field. And as well it should have been. I mean, once again, I don't get all that worried about players getting carted off the field in practice. The cart's there, so they just do it, you know, play it safe. <laughs> or the Cowboys uh, lineman got carted off yesterday because he had cramps. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a way of playing it safe. Yeah. It doesn't matter if means things are bad. Uh, right. A.J. Green, yeah, he got carted off. Now, he, it is a, uh, you mentioned low ankle sprain. I imagine mm-hmm. he'll be out a few weeks, which is no big deal. It's A.J. Green. He knows the system. Right. He knows Dalton. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's like, oh, who cares? Probably it's a, it's a good thing. Right. You know, this way there won't be so much wear and tear. If you are not, you're an outtouch, you want to say that, fine. But it also makes you wary. Oh God, he's got another injury already. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking. We're in July, and he has another injury. Now, I dropped him in my rankings before this anyway. You know, I think I had him run the uh, the mid teens, and I don't know if I could move him down much further than that. You know, I have him. Uh, I have him behind. You know, Hilton, Cooper, Edelman, Thielen. Uh, he's right there with Cooks, Diggs. Uh, Woods, right in pretty much that tier is where I have him. Uh, I'd probably put him at the bottom of that tier now because of the injury. Uh, he may mm-hmm. move up now when, when the injury gets healthy. When he, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm sure he's going to play week one, he's fine. Uh, he may move up, but I don't. Think, I don't think we'll see him on the practice field for two, three weeks, mid-August. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think we'll see him until then. Well, if you're the Bengals, why would you push it there? Uh, I don't know if I can drop him much lower. I mean, am I going to put him in the uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Galladay, Godwin territory? And that's not negative on those guys. I kind of I love Chris Godwin this year, but I don't know if I can for AJ Green, a superstar, Hall of Famer. We we've already got him pretty low down in our rankings. I don't know how much for, I don't know how much further we can drop him. Mm-hmm. Surprised to even hear you say uh, Hall of Famer because you're such a a tough grader. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I do. Um, I am a tough guy. I said the Hall of Fame to me is. Uh, is really the whole very good in most sports. Uh, it's just the way it's become. I think Green has the numbers, though, where I'd, uh, I'd put him in. He's still playing, too. So the number's going to get higher. Uh, hasn't mm-hmm. played on the greatest of teams a lot as well. And a lot of the times, he's been the only player on the team. Right. You know, the only, only ball catcher where you know a defense still paying attention to him, and he still puts up monster numbers. So uh, I have a lot of respect for A.J. Green. It would have been nice if he could have stayed healthier over uh, you know, the last third of his career. But I think in the end, he is going to be a Hall of Famer, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so since we're talking AJ Green, why don't we just uh, give a quick look at the Bengals? Their over under is six. Uh, I was looking at their schedule. Uh, I, I don't see them winning much more than maybe four or five games at best. I don't know uh, if you you what, what you think about the Bengals this year. New coach Zach Taylor uh, from the uh, Sean McVay tree, right? Um, you know, uh, another year of Andy Dalton. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, top uh, running back. Uh, Giovanni Bernard still on the team. Uh, this is, would be his last year. I believe he'll be a free agent. But uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, who uh, really kind of had his breakout season uh, last year, unfortunately uh, after had a, uh, suffered a knee injury and only played 14 games. But uh, uh, give me your, just a, a quick assessment of what you think about the Bengals this year. They're going to be a bad team. That's what I think about the Bengals this year. Uh, they're going to be throwing a lot in the second half because they're going to be trailing a lot of games. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the worst team in football, but they're certainly one of them. Miami's probably the worst. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati will be right there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other teams are going to be bad. I'm talking about really bad. You know, Miami, Cincinnati, Arizona's got a chance to be really bad. Uh, I think Denver's going to have trouble this year, but not quite in that category. The next tier up from really bad to just bad. Uh, mm-hmm. You can probably put the Giants there, uh, possibly the Redskins as far as bad. 
even though the Redskins have some decent, have a good, uh, good defense there. Uh, Detroit is going to be one of the bad teams as well. You know, there, there are some teams that are going to have some issues this year, and uh, Cincinnati sure. Bengals are one of them. I think they're playing for a quarterback for next year. I probably would have taken Haskins if I were them when Haskins fell to them at eleven. I think I would have taken a shot, but I think they once again, I think they were looking more towards this year's draft and how strong the quarterback class is, and I think they'll even get a better player than Haskins. I think that's what they're playing for. I don't think they're playing to win this year. You know, they already lost one of their offensive linemen, so now Mixon's going to have a harder time running as well. Uh, I said the only person I like Mixon in fantasy drafts. I think he's a running back one, lower end RB one. AJ Green, we already talked about him. Tyler Boyd just signed the contract extension. Uh, I think as long as Green stays healthy, Boyd will be fine. You know, once again, mm-hmm. secondary receiver there, not, defense not paying as much attention. He'll be good. But if Green's out for any length of time, that hurts him as well. So uh, this this Bengals team. I mean, what was the over under on games five and a half? You said uh, six. I'll take take the under there. I'll take the. I mm-hmm. think I've already bet the under actually. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at the schedule. I had them. I kind of thought that maybe I was even too uh, low on them, but I had them at four wins. I mean, they open up at Seattle, then they play home to San Francisco at Buffalo. Uh, I think they're going to get swept by the Steelers this year. Uh, probably a good chance of them getting swept by the the, the Browns as well. Uh, not not too many. You know, I mean, they play. At Miami, but that, that's you know probably a win. Not too many automatic wins here <laughs> that I could just you know look at. I don't know if you can say Cincinnati up. playing at Miami is a win, by the way. I wonder, <laughs> if, you, if you only have Cincinnati at four wins, you can't give them a win against anybody. Say, oh, they'll beat mm-hmm. this team, even though we think mm-hmm. but we all every Miami is pretty much terrible. But uh, I mean, we think Cincinnati just in a division alone. Uh, I mean, talking. Let's uh, let's give them two wins in the division. Even that's being nice. Or yeah. you, maybe you'll be Baltimore once you'll, you'll squeak out a win someplace else. Let's give them the Miami win. Two, I'll give them the Arizona win. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where's your next win? Right. Hmm. Are you playing maybe San Francisco at home? Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Buffalo. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. But if, even, if, even if you want to give them, let's give them San Fran. Let's give them Buffalo. Let's give them the Jets. That gets you to six. And we're giving mm-hmm. you wins that I don't think you're going to win. Right, I don't think you beat right, San right. Fran. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think you beat the Jets. You know, Buffalo maybe because Buffalo's offense is bad, but that's in Buffalo. So I mean, mm-hmm. if everything goes right, you win six. Right, right. And nothing ever goes right in the football season. And I don't think I, mm-hmm. I'll say this again. I know teams will never say this. I don't think they want to win. You know, I think they. You know, I think teams. I think in professional sports nowadays, most teams realize if you're not a very good team, then you want to be a very bad team. So you get those low mm-hmm. draft picks. You know, and you, uh, you get the high draft picks. So you, get, you know, that, that's how you improve. We've seen that. We've seen it in baseball over and over again. Seen it in hockey over and over again. You either you either want to be competitive, or you want to be bad. You don't want to be in between. Being one of these teams that wins six to eight games does you no good. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get those mid, you know, the twelfth overall pick, the fourteenth overall pick. You don't improve fast enough that way, especially if you're not going to be a big player in free agency, which Cincinnati isn't. So uh, I don't think they're all that interested in being one of those teams. Mm-hmm. That's why I think uh, in the end, uh, as far as the over/under, and Cam and I have gone over this. I would. This is another team I would bet heavily on the under. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like you mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, you know, as a bad team, probably be throwing the ball a lot in the second half. So are, are you high on uh, Tyler Boyd? Last uh, year, like I said, uh, fourteen games, seventy-six catches, seven TDs. Well, yeah, Boyd sort of had a, a tale of two seasons last year. When Green was healthy, he was fantastic because, once again, Green gets all the coverage. You know, so, like, uh, what worries me about Juju Smith-Schuster this year? He was great when Antonio, Antonio Brown was there because, once again, Brown got all the coverage. But when Green went out, all of a sudden, Boyd had problems. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't that same player because he was facing the number one cornerback, facing the safety over the top, facing the uh, defense, paying attention to him, wanting to cover him. So I do worry about that. I like Boyd as long as Green stays healthy. Which is why this injury uh, would make me drop Boyd in the rankings as well. If uh, if this injury were to go into the regular season, which I truly don't think it will, but if it were, if, if it were going to, I'd be worried here. And I might dra- drop Boyd a couple of spots anyway, just thinking that you know what, what's the over under on Green playing? How many games Green plays this year? Right. It's not going to be sixteen. Is it twelve? You know, thirteen, fourteen, eight? You just don't know. And I think once that happens, Boyd takes a tumble as well. The good news, however, is if we keep saying Cincinnati is a bad team. They're going to be trailing in the second half, which means they're going to be throwing a lot. Right, right. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, another uh, player that uh, 
kind of made the news within the past couple of days in terms of uh, an injury. Derrick Henry uh, was seen in a walking boot, uh, Titans uh, running back. Uh, remember, uh, you know, Derrick Henry uh, finished off uh, last season on a high. Uh, he had that 238-yard uh, rushing game against uh the Jaguars had 170 rushing uh, yards against the Giants. Uh, any concern? You know, getting, when I when I read about this, it's really no real. Uh, it, we can't tell if this is maybe just the Titans being a little bit too over, overly cautious. But uh, I guess any time that a, a guy that uh, is going to be making his his money uh, running the ball and his foot is in a walking boot, it's got to be a little concerning. Absolutely, you have to be concerned. I mean, uh, maybe lying straight through your face. Oh, no, I'm not concerned. Of course you're concerned, especially when the Titans won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I find it's idiotic. All right, your, star, your starting star running back is in a walking boot. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not going to. Why? All that's going to do is lead to speculation. Now everyone's going to be asking everybody else about it. Just say mm-hmm. what the problem is. Uh, no, he's got a slight sprain. He'll be out of practice for a week. Uh, no, we're going to amputate his leg. He's gone for the year. You know, and just say it. <laughs> You know, I don't understand that. Well, they got to make the state secret. It's July 28th. All right, you know the media is going to be hounding you for this, and it's going to drive you crazy. I don't. I said I don't understand this. I feel differently. It was, it was you know, this is week one, and you, you know, you're hiding it before week two. You don't want to say he's going to play or not. I get the state secrets. Then we're talking. You know, it's July 28th. Is he? What's wrong? And come on, it's it's idiotic to me. Uh, the fact that he's around and he's walking a walking boot makes me think it is probably minor, and he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so I'm not overly panicked about it, but uh, I'm annoyed that, uh, you know, once again, state secrets and all with these injuries. And are, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. Are you kidding me? Just say what the problem is. It'll, it'll make your life easier if you say mm-hmm. what the problem is. You know, so the media will stop asking, will stop hounding you. Rather you feel like, oh, no, I, I can't tell anybody because, oh, you know, it'll give away a, a secret, a strategy. What strategy are you having for your first preseason game? So uh, I, I was just... It's just I don't know, a pet peeve of mine when these uh, coaches do this. There you go. There you go. I like to get George all riled up early in the morning on a, on a Sunday. So, uh, so what are your thoughts uh, just in general uh, on the Titans? You know, another year of uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, you know, they added uh, Adam Humphreys. They drafted another wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Corey Davis coming back. Uh, I believe this is his third year. Uh, you know, a lot was expected of him when he was drafted. I mean, hasn't really fulfilled his potential as of yet. Tajay Sharp, uh, another wide receiver coming back. Uh, they get back to Laney Walker, uh, their uh, veteran tight end. Uh, this team, though, over the years, over the recent uh, their recent history, has found a way to win. Uh, what do you think about their prospects for this year? It's a tough division. I mean, my God, uh, Titans, Jaguars, Colts, Texans, all could be very good to very good teams, depending on how things break for them. Uh, for the Titans, I mean, the big question this season is going to be Mariota, right? Uh, I mean, is he is he ready to be that franchise quarterback? Are you going to give him that big contract mm-hmm. extension, or, are you, or, is it the, or is he done? He's not the man. Yeah, is he going to lose his job to Tannehill, who's already failed to prove that he could be a, a franchise quarterback? Oh, that's scary All right, to even think about, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know Mariota hasn't been that good, but to have Tannehill breathing down your back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to say breathing down your back. I don't think we're going quite there, but I think uh, they brought in Tannehill to say at least we have somebody who can push mm-hmm. him. I don't know if Tannehill really can push him. I, I don't. I, I, Tannehill's another you know, bust in my mind. But uh, I think that's why they brought him there, to have somebody there who theoretically could push him, that he has to play better. Don't worry, that's worried about his injury history. He does seem to get hurt. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing there. All right, they have the running backs and Henry and Lewis. That's be fine. I mean, it's not, you know, Barkley or somebody like that, but Henry and Lewis should do a fine job at running back. The receivers are still a work in progress there. You said it about Davis really has been the player that we expected him to be. Is it because of him? Mm-hmm. Is it because of Mariota? You know, a chicken and the egg here. What come, what's, what's the problem? You know, they did bring up Brown. Humphreys was a nice addition uh, from the slot receiver. That should help. Delaney Walker being back will help. The defense and offense, the offensive line's good. The defense mm-hmm. is solid as well. You know, this is a good overall solid football team. How far they go depends on Mariota. And I don't want Mariota in fantasy and a super flex or a two quarterback league. I don't want him. He's not a quarterback I'm itching to get, he's dying to get. He's a quarterback three in my mind. So right. uh, I think that's where their issues lie. I think if they had a better quarterback, this team would do more damage. But they don't. They'll fight. But in the end, I think they're somewhere around an 8-8 eight eight team. Mm. 
Got to wonder, and I, you know, he's got to take responsibility, Mariota does, but you have to wonder if you know, his coaching staff just hasn't, hasn't found the right system to, you know, make the most out of his talents. But we'll find out this season. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George, he's Joe, here with you too. To the noonish hour on the East Coast here, right before the game start. Season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing, and Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package with the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Dave Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. There you go. So uh, we're back uh, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and uh, like that our uh, buddy uh, the fantasy prince, Sean Angle, producing our show, brings us back with a little uh, uh, reggae from UB40. I like UB40 a lot, the red, red wine. Then uh, you, know, you think reggae, and then who else do you think? You think of Bob Marley, and it ties into, you know, the, the, the national day. Uh, you know, I like to go over it every once in a while. Today is Buffalo Soldiers Day. Uh, and uh, do you know who the Buffalo Soldiers are, George? I nev- never even heard the term. Well, you know, Bob Marley has a pretty famous song. I don't. Do you like Bob Marley? His his stuff. Um. Okay. You know. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't dislike it. Right. Right. He has a song, Buffalo Soldiers, and uh, the Buffalo Soldiers uh, were the first regular army regiments comprising African American soldiers in 1866. So it's National Buffalo Soldiers Day. Uh, Bob Marley, like I said, has a pretty popular song. Uh, called called the Buffalo Soldiers. And I I guess I'm guilty. I don't know if you are too, George. Uh, Like, when it comes to songs, do you pay attention, like, to to the lyrics? Like, do you really, like, listen to the lyrics? I'm, I'm, you know, I I know know lyrics, you know, but I'm guilty of really not really, you know, delving deep into them. And I I never realized who the Buffalo Soldiers that Bob Marley was singing about were. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know, are you a lyrics guy? Um, I don't know if I'd say I'm a lyricist guy. I do pay attention. No days with, you know, the internet, you don't know something, generally you can look it up. Yeah, great yes. thing, by the way. Yeah, you know, uh, great. Mm-hmm. I play more with lyrics when you can't understand, what, or you're not sure what they're saying. You look it up to find out. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like Manfred Mans and, you know, uh, Blinded by the Light, wrapped up mm-hmm. like a what? You yeah. know, and he's trying to say it's wrapped up like a deuce, which is kind of car back in the day. Certainly not uh-huh. what it sounds like, but okay, it's his song. I take his word for it. Uh, you know, that sort of thing where you can't quite understand. I do like sometimes going on YouTube. You play a song and they, they tell you the, uh, you know, they, they have the words out there. For, I forget what the term is. And they put the words out, the captioned. And the, the, the song's captured for you so you get to see what, the, what, what exactly they're saying. I kind of mm-hmm. like that sometimes. But uh, sometimes, there, listen, there are some, some songs where I, even I know the words. Like, this makes no freaking sense, but I still <laughs> like the song. It just right, sounds right. good. Right. Like uh, the Bee Gees, uh, More Than a Woman. You know, it's, you know, I had a friend that used to sing, you know, bald-headed woman. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, it's just, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's whatever you, you think you hear. Right. Uh, but it's also National Parents Day where you and I are both parents. So uh, we should be, uh, you know, uh, recognized by our kids. I got to remind my, my kids that it is National yeah, Parents good luck Day. With that. 
I know, I know. National Milk Chocolate Day as well. So, uh, you big chocolate guy? I mean, you, you have a favorite candy bar, George? Uh, my favorite candy bar, yeah, one of Kit Kat, Twix, mm-hmm. uh, Nestle Crunch, anything like that's good. Uh, Reese's mm-hmm. is always solid. Can't go wrong with the Reese's. Right. But then if I have Reese's in the house, my oldest daughter just steals those. So. I don't get I'm a simple Reese's. guy. I like the uh, the original Hershey Hershey bar, you know, and uh, it's just simple, you know. Uh, and straight, also, uh, straight chocolate can be a little rough. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need something with my chocolate. Straight chocolate's a little right. a little dry. I kind of need my. Uh, right. my I like the combination of chocolate and peanut wafer. butter. You know, like you mentioned the Reeses. And it's also National Water Park Day. Are you, uh, you know, your, your kids are still of the age where uh, do, do you go to like, uh, you know, amusement parks with them still? Like, you know, the Six Flags and all that stuff. Sure, just go back from Disney a couple of uh, well, a couple of weeks ago. So we went to all the parks there. We went to uh, Hershey last year. Yeah, we enjoyed mm-hmm. going to Hershey. I don't think yeah, I've yeah, taken we've been there them a few to times. Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. That maybe have to be a destination that uh, maybe next year go to Great Adventure mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, water park, especially on a day like this in the Northeast, it's supposed to be hitting uh, about ninety again. So we get cooled off in the middle of the week. But so there you go. Your national uh, day. So uh, congratulations to everyone celebrating a national day. Uh, why don't we get back to a little fantasy uh, football talk? Uh, why don't we talk about the, the Cardinals? Uh, and you, you had mentioned the Cardinals that you you don't think that they're going to be very good this year. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury brings his air raid system offense uh, to uh, Arizona. Uh, the air raid system, basically, it's an aggressive offense, kind of like a you know an offshoot of the shotgun. Remember the old shotgun uh, usually uses uh, four wide receivers. Of course, the the uh, not the shotgun. I'm sorry. The the uh, run and shoot, <laughs> but it's usually run out of the shotgun. Uh, two outside, two inside slot receivers. Uh, they they drafted a couple of uh, young uh, wide receivers and Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler. Of course, can't uh, not, you know mention the Cardinals without mentioning Kyler Murray. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has had his eye on this guy since he was a teenager. So. Uh, what are we thinking? I mean, in my opinion, when I look at what they did. In the draft, I don't think that they focused enough on that offensive line. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, obviously we also have to talk about David Johnson. But, uh, yeah, you know, give me your thoughts on uh, this air rate system and uh, what we you think we can expect from the Cardinals this season. Well, I think the Cardinals are a work in progress. You know, I, I think they, they, they have things. They, you can't fix everything in one draft and one offseason. Uh, you got Kyler Murray, so theoretically you have your quarterback now, although we might have thought the same thing when they had Mr. Rosen, and that didn't work out. All right, right. so we'll, we'll see how that happens here. There are still some doubters about uh, Kyler Murray. We'll see if, uh, if he works in the NFL. I think he will to a degree. Uh, that being said, I don't think he's going to be the next great quarterback, but I think he will might be the best Cardinals quarterback, at least one that they've grown uh, in quite a long time, and certainly the one they, that they've had since probably Kurt Warner. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But they have they have other problems. Uh, you got a great running back in, uh, in David Johnson, right? So that, that's good. But you mentioned the offensive line, uh, poor. You know, maybe a little bit above yeah, poor. Yeah. You know, so they, there's issues there. You don't really have a tight end. Charles Clay, Ricky Seals Jones, I mean, yay. Uh, nothing all that special there. And uh, Clay's on the pup list right now. Your wide receivers are still, uh, you got Fitzgerald, certainly a Hall of Famer. Uh, after that, we'll see what happens. Do you have a number one after that when he's gone? I'm surprised Fitzgerald came back this year. Uh, so he's certainly not there long term. Christian Kirk, Isabella, Hakeem Butler. I mean, uh, we'll see if something can break out out of that to be that number one. Christian Kirk would seem to have, obviously, the best chance at that. But I don't know if they have a number one after that. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. The offensive line needs work. And sometimes, you know, I think it, it took Jerry Jones a long time to realize that, you know, you can't always make a splash with your first-round pick. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to take the Hogs. You, know, you have to take the Travis Fredericks, the Tyron Smith, because guys like that, it's not splashy when you do that, but it's how you build a football team. Right. You know, you control the line of scrimmage, defensive lineman, offensive lineman. You know, it's not sexy. You can't sell an offensive lineman. But they build your football team. They protect your mm-hmm. quarterback. They get you a great running game. I think the Cardinals may have to do that as well. You know, mm-hmm. where eventually you have to waste some, well, I don't want to say waste, but, you know, you have to give up some capital to get those offensive linemen. They're tough to find here. The defense, right. I mean, you bring on Terrell Suggs, okay, he's at the end of his career. Chandler Jones uh, from the uh, the Patriots. It's it's a solid group. 
you know, it still has some issues there. Right, we'll see how that works out. They did release the guy's the little boy, Robert uh, Dimitri. Whatever, I can't I have a hard time pronouncing his last name. They got rid of him. Seems to be some more uh, personality conflicts there. He'll sign with the new team rather quickly. So, uh, listen, new coach going to do. He's going to bring in the guys he wants. I get that, but uh, to me, this is a team that once again still a work in progress in that division. You know, Rams, Seattle, uh, San Fran. They're all better than the Cardinals, and they're all ahead of the Cardinals program. I think it's going to be a tough year for the Cardinals. This is another team. I'd be surprised that they don't have another top 10 pick next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about uh, David Johnson? Uh, he's talking a big game basically in the offseason. Uh, basically a, a first-round pick, but later in the first round. Uh, you know, Is he going to be able to back it up? I mean, like we said, we talked about uh, the offensive line not – improving enough but uh, when you look at what he did last year uh in uh, full point uh, pprs he was i believe he was a top uh, top 12 uh david johnson yeah he was number 11 in full point ppr scoring and in half point i think he was uh, 12th so uh what do you think about his outlook for this season i like david johnson i think david johnson will be fine this season if he, if he was able to do it last year, and the year that wasn't all that great, you know, they didn't really have a whole lot of offensive weapons. Fitzgerald, there were injuries there. Uh, you had, you know, Rosen really didn't take off there. I think, once again, I think Murray will be better than Rosen was last year, mainly because of his legs, his running ability when he can't throw. Uh, so he'll be fine. I think Johnson's going to have a fine, solid year. I would take Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara. Obviously, those are my top four. I'll take them over him. I would take Le'Veon Bell over him. And right there, actually, Bell is, by the way, 50 50 uh, with taking over Johnson. After that, Johnson's definitely no worse than sixth on my list. And you want to take him mm-hmm. five after the big four? I have no issues with that. You know, uh, no issues at all. I would take him over Gurley easily. Connor, Mixon, Cook, those guys. I, I'm taking uh, David Johnson over him. Uh, Gordon has certainly dropped because of the holdout. Uh, so, I, listen, I have him top, six, top five, top six back. He's a first-round pick, absolutely. I don't have many leagues yet because I, I just you know, haven't picked high enough for him. So, mm-hmm. I think David Johnson is going to be just fine. You said it. And the perfect thing is, last year we didn't think much of Johnson, yet he still finished as an RB1. Mm-hmm. He should be better mm-hmm. this year. I think he'll be just fine. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and uh, just to go back to your point in terms of, you know, uh, when you're putting together a team and, you know, drafting a team, uh, the offensive line being such a big uh, part of it, and, uh, you know, no better example than uh, w- with the Rams, you know, and not only through the draft, but uh, they picked. They signed uh, Wentworth from the Bengals, and all of a sudden, you know, Goff had uh, more time to, to throw the ball. Obviously, uh, you know, different coaching uh, mentality uh, supporting him as well. And then uh, not only did it help Goff, but, you know, building up that offensive line, but it also helped Todd Gurley as well. So a uh, huge thing. So this uh, this air rate system, like I said, kind of like a, a variation of the old run-and-shoot offense. How do you think it's going to play out? I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, they are uh, The Cardinals are a work in progress. Do you think that uh, this is the potential to kind of, you know, bring back this kind of style of play you think it's going to take the nfl by storm and you know get a when, when something works you get a bunch of uh, copycats so what do, you, what do you think about this whole system that he's going to introduce well the nfl is a copycat league it always has been uh, if something works everybody else is going to take you for, uh, take from it and want to use sure. it that being said this system was so great it would have stuck the first time around it's not the run and shoot but it is an offshoot of it uh they don't have the personnel to use it not yet I mean, you think mm-hmm. about it, when the Oilers had, you know, they had those, uh, what, the Ernest Givens of the world, the other two receivers who I can't think of right now. It was, a, And you had Warren Moon. You know, you had a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You ain't got yeah. that here. All right? Uh, you don't have anywhere near those kinds of weapons. And even under the, in that system, not like the Oilers ever made the uh, Super Bowl, as I checked. Okay? They were always a team that flamed out. Defense is going to figure it out. They will stop it. And generally, it forces your defense to play a lot of football. Turner was also come with that kind of system. You know, because you're going to put the ball up in the air a lot. So, no, I don't think it's going to take the NFL by storm. I think he'll, uh, they'll have some some success and some failures. You know, I might feel differently if they had the personnel to do it. If you had a more seasoned quarter, you had a good, well, strong wide receiving core, you know, oh, and an offensive line also, by the way. You might get Murray killed as well, you know, drop him back to pass all the time. So I'd be worried about that. So, uh, no, I think it'd be fun to watch, mind you. So I think that could be good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, I don't think it's going to take the NFL by storm. Like, oh my God, we can't figure out how to stop the Cardinals' offense. No. 
Any of these uh, wide receivers other than Fitzgerald uh, intrigue you? I mean, Christian Kirk uh, season ended early because of a uh, injury, but I, I mentioned Isabella and uh, Hakeem Butler. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that the, I'll say it again, and I agree with you. You're a work in progress, but you know, tr- traditionally, uh, it's taken a little while for rookie wide receivers. We spoke about it yesterday to you know kind of become fantasy relevant. Uh, any interest in uh, either of these guys, Isabella Butler, and and now you know Kirk uh, coming back for a second year, but having to learn a new. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even Fitzgerald, I don't have much interest in. Uh, you know, wide receiver threes. You got a rookie quarterback. There's going to be some problems here. David Johnson is the guy I'm interested in because generally that's what helps a rookie quarterback. They're going to give him the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to feed him the ball, feed to feet, and work from there. So, no, not really. Not as starting. You know, might I end up with one or two on team? Sure. You know, reserves, stuff like that. You know, you got to worry about your flex plays also. But uh, it's really Fitzgerald, the guy I'm interested in, is, you know, uh, that flex guy on my team, uh, reserve, I get him, that's great, but he'll go before that. But uh, Kirk, somewhat, but not much. You know, and once again, uh, I have, I don't, anybody has a reserve, I don't have a problem with. You know, you throw some mud against the wall, see what sticks, you move on from there, if it doesn't work out. But uh, to say I'm targeting any of these guys, no, no. These are guys like, oh, he's the best available, fine, I'll take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, quarterback three in a super flex league, or, you know, only if, he falls to you and you waited a little bit too long? Um, I think what you said is about quick. He probably, he's going to, he could have that high floor again like Lamar Jackson. Could. You know, I think once again, it's sort of a work in progress there, but I think he's going to have that high floor because he's going to have to run. So once again, I mean, the numbers we did yesterday work out the same for him. If he throws for 175, there's seven points. If he runs for 50 to 60, that's five to six points. You're already up to 12. Throws one touchdown pass, now you got 16, 17 points. And once again, the high floor is what you're looking for, for here. It's conservative. And if he develops into a th- where he can throw the ball, and I think he can throw the ball right now better than Lamar Jackson, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe he throws for a little bit more than 175. Maybe he throws a touchdown and a half per game. We you know, you're getting that extra couple of points. You know, if he runs, and when I, once again, when I, we do this, I'm not even counting running touchdowns, which is probably well, you get six to eight for the season, I would think. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. being kind, kind of conservative. So once again, that's another three points a week on average you're getting there. Maybe more. So the that's why you know guy, you, I know they're ugly as far as when you see them throw footballs and it concerns you. But Murray, Jackson, these other guys who who can run the football, they have such a high floor and their upside's mm-hmm. high as well when they have those big weeks. I do like them as quarterback twos. There you go. All right. Uh, well, when we come back, continue talking uh, fantasy football, training camp battles. Outlooks, previews, little fantasy baseball too. Weekend fantasy update, fantasy sports radio network.